So I just got off the phone with the Loch Ness Monster and he's really, really pissed. You owe him, and I quote, three fitty. Otherwise, he's going to come and slice your nose off, and I also quote, with Minif. What? What? Well, you know how you made that deal about the whole 350 episode thing based upon a South Park joke only you remember? Uh, vaguely. Well, the Loch Ness Monster has had their people look over our episode list, and, well, that wasn't episode 350. It was technically either episode 349 or episode 353. Uh, we've both managed to overcount the episodes we've done, and there's a little legal uncertainty about the episodes from the can. Which I maintain are canonical. Yeah, but if they are, that makes the problem even worse. What you thought was episode 350 was probably 360. Uh, so yeah, pay up, or we'll have to do the Josh has no nose, how does he smell? Awful! Jokes henceforth. Uh, okay, well, um, this is a little awkward. Can't we pay him from the Patreon money? Surely we can use that as a, a sort of a legal slush fund? No can do. We've exceeded our yearly spend, and the coffers are dry. Hold, hold on. I know I don't pay much attention to the back end of the podcast, but our only outgoings have been hosting new mics and nothing else. And the apes. The apes? Yeah, I put our money into apes. Have you been buying NFTs? God, no, that stuff's a scam. No, I've been buying Bonafide or Naturel from the old world itself apes. Mostly bonobos, but also one orangutan. He's called Eric. And why have you been buying apes? Why did you make a promise to the Loch Ness Monster? These are the eternal verities. You make deal with cryptids, I'm trying to kickstart the evolution of a new hominid lion. But whatever the case, you need to pay your cryptid and fast. Okay, let's review. You wanted to write a sketch about cryptids and cryptocurrency, correct? Yes, yes I did. So you took a previous sketch and added a joke about bored apes. And this is funny how? Well, everyone sensible knows that NFTs are a scam, that investing in real apes, no matter how stupid that sounds, makes more sense than the gif of a monkey in a hat. See, do you think you were successful in the writing of this comic sketch? Ah, uh, well, no. Noted. Do you have an exit strategy for the sketch, a way of getting out of what has become an entirely self-referential quagmire? And don't just go scene, because we've heard that one before. Uh, we could exit via the Planet of the Apes. I'm not sure how that would work. Because I will do it in my world-class Belgium accent as Hercule Poirot coming across the Statue of Liberty. Okay, this I must hear. Uh, Hastings, the little grey cells, they tell us something very important. You see, Hastings, the Statue of the Liberty Maiden, it sits in the sand at the angle, and it tells us we have returned home to the Earth after a period of some thousands of years, which explains this apes and the ape city was their copying of the human civilization so precisimon. But Hastings, I find the statue it causes the emotion so terrible. You see, Hastings, they really did it. The human race, they are the maniacs. They blew it up. I am most distressed, Hastings, and it's only my Catholic upbringing that stops me from profaning the most extreme. Steady on, Poirot. I am sorry, Hastings. The passions, they sometimes overcome Poirot. Let us return to the manor and bring these aspects together and solve the case of the murder of Dr. Zayas. The Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy, brought to you today by Josh Edison and Dr. M. Denton. 
Hello, you're listening to the Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy. I am Josh Edison here in Auckland, New Zealand, and in Zhuhai, China, it's Associate Professor of Philosophy and Virtual Entity Hacking into Our Reality from Cyberspace, Dr. M. R. Extento. Hello, Joshua. I am pleased to be here, and you have a fly upon the face. I do. I don't know why you felt the need to comment on that in, a, in an audio medium, but I'm because glad you told everybody time, that there was a fly a video in podcast, yes. And in a video podcast, the little grey cells, they'd go, hmm, the Joshua with the fly on the face indicates Joshua has turned into a corpse or the summer of Auckland. It has become most humid and muggy. And Poirot, Poirot must get to the bottom of this mystery. Yes. Well, I'm glad you've started with a, a self-indulgent Poirot routine that you refuse to abandon, because this is probably going to be one of the more one of the more self-indulgent episodes recently, I suppose. In fact, I'm so going to say it's a lazy episode where we take something and we do it in real time without very little preparation. Hastings, I think this is a case for Scotland Yard. You're basically correct there. Yes, we um, we're going to do another another catching up on what what the wacky funsters in crit conspiracy land are up to. We've done this a couple of times now. Had a look at what's going on on Alex Jones's Infowars site. What David David Ike's going on about. This time we've decided to chuck in the Natural News and Veterans Today websites to see what they're going going on about as well. Now I know I say this a lot, but I have a feeling this is going to be a short episode. Now, the last couple of times I've said that, it's ended up being quite a long episode, but uh, I don't know about you, I, I found it's less to eternal. talk about. Mm, mm. So before, if, if I've managed to just lower everyone's expectations sufficiently now, uh, perhaps we could play a sting and actually get into this episode properly. Indeed, Hastings, we shall play the sting, and the accent, it would disappear. Now, I, I have a theory based upon the fact mm -hmm. that, as a kind of prelude to today's episode, rather than last time we did this let's go look at a website thing, we w went in completely cold. This time, I suggested that maybe a couple of hours before the episode, we should go to the websites and find select articles we want to share. And I suspect that there's one particular article on one particular website that Josh and I have both gone, oh yes, that's the one we definitely have to talk about. And so there's going to be a kind of a game of chicken here as to who's going mm. to break down first and go, oh, we've got to talk about this thing. Or who's going to go, maybe we should save that towards the end. So I'm mm. curious to see whether A, I'm my almost certain I know the episode you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. 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 There was uh, so only actually, really I, one that I, jumped out at me. I thought we should start with InfoWars just for the sheer yep. fact that InfoWars is probably the least interesting site because almost everything on that site is video and I couldn't find any textual stuff to actually spend any time talking about other than going what are the headlines that Alex Jones is trying to present at this particular point in time? Mm. Yeah, well, I, I, I started at InfoWars myself when I was doing a quick, quick survey and um, yeah, I gotta say, I didn't spend a lot of time on this site because it's just so goddamn boring. It's just, it, 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 the, the, I think, I don't know, it's probably like this around COVID as well, but you have a, uh, uh, an important event that the entire world is paying attention to, in this case, what's going on in Ukraine. And that's just, that, that, that's it. That's the only thing. Every, every story is something about Russia, something about Ukraine, something about what the, what the evil, evil people are going to, trying to get away with by starting this war in Ukraine. Um, and it just, it, it, it really feels like it's gone downhill since the last time 
we've looked at it, which is probably saying something, but it just sort of it just just I don't know. It just seemed to be the same, essentially the same story over and over again in every single article, except for the political cartoons, which were just goddamn bizarre. Did you look at the cartoons? No, I must admit, I I did not. Tell me about the political cartoons. Okay, okay, no, so before, before you tell me about the political cartoons, have you voted in the poll on Infowars for who's most to blame for the Russia-Ukraine conflict, Joe Biden, NATO, Vladimir Putin, or not sure? Because I'm going to cast a vote here for good old Vlad Putin, because I'm quite curious to see well. whether it's one of those polls that then gives you the results. Quick tell us what it says. Right, so who's most to blame for the Russia-Ukraine conflict, according to people who frequent Infowars.com? At the moment, 10% are saying not sure. Uh, Sorry, no, actually, no, 10% is not sure. 35% is going for NATO. 38% claims it's Joe Biden. And only 17% of the people who've responded to this poll think that Vladimir Putin might be responsible for the Russia-Ukrainian conflict. So it's proven Joe Biden is in fact responsible for everything that Vlad Putin does at this point in time. Mm. But you know, I don't know about on your page. On my page, that's got the political cartoons just above it. And Oh, no, so I, am, this, I have not seen no, that. I, I, the what I've got, oh, no, I what I've got at the top of my page story. is Russian conductor of Munich Philharmonic fired after submitting to mayor's dot, dot, dot. Mm. I'm assuming it's penis. Yeah, uh, there's, there's lots of lots of talk of censorship and all the how they're all trying to shut you down. But no, the, the only thing that really jumped out at me as being worth mentioning was the cartoons, the first of which is... A cartoon of, I assume it's Nancy Pelosi, but she's got sort of big round anime eyes and a big grin. And oh, apart from her I'm, looking kind of I'm silly, looking at this now. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, the, the the cartoons seem to be even more sort of meme laden than most. So I'm guessing they probably won't make sense to you unless you're steeped in the in the sort of info wars nonsense. So maybe maybe she looks like some particular meme that they're fond of or something, but all I see is Nancy Pelosi with big cute with a with a cutesy face. Now if you go to the next one, I I have no idea what this is about. Uh it's talking about the ghost of Kiev. Do you know that that's gotta be a reference, some sort of a meme. There's some dude holding so, up a phone yeah, right, so six this million is a Russian jets destroyed. To a very interesting thing that's been going on around the information war around the invasion of Ukraine slash the war in Ukraine committed by Russia. So that one of the bits of information which came out early on in the kind of information ops being run by the West turned out to be footage from a computer game called Ghost of Kyiv. And it turns out that people have rightly pointed out that this is misinformation that was being used in the informational space and that that shows that there's been misinformation being put forward by both sides. So this is a case of of rightly pointing out that actually Tucker Carlson did point out there was some fake news being generated by the people who say that Ukraine are not the bad guys, which apparently is a controversial position when it comes to people who read Infowars or listen to Alex Jones. But there's actually a really interesting rationale as to why this occurred in the first place, because the West 
knows that Russia is very, very, very good at disinformation. Very, very good at disinformation. And so when the Ukrainian invasion occurred, a lot of people in the West started flooding that informational space with as much information as possible that was pro-Ukrainian in the hope it would stop Russia from being able to establish its anti-Ukrainian pro-Russia narrative, which is why the Ghost of Kyiv stuff initially appeared. And now I'm aware I'm pronouncing the capital of the Ukraine inconsistently every single time I say it. Mm. I read a thing today that said in Ukraine they pronounce it Kyiv, and in other places it's pronounced Kiev, so I don't even know. But the point is that this is a two-panel cartoon. The first panel is titled Ghost of Kiev, and it has a, a guy breathlessly holding up a phone that claims six million Russian jets were destroyed. And then the which second is panel the is video called, that was being around yeah. showing all these jets being destroyed, which comes from that game. And then the second panel is called Exorcist of Kiev, and it has a picture of what I assume is meant to be Tucker Carlson on a show saying the Tucker ghost is a fake news so Tucker saying ghost is a fake news hoax, and there's a guy sitting in a plane with the name with the num- letters MDE on his shirt, which again I assume is a reference to something that I could not care less about. Uh, the next little cartoon has a little guy uh, in, in a boardroom saying, "Behold our newest sanctions," and then it shows really high petrol prices. And then the guy says, "Are you sure this will hurt Russia?" And and his manager. And then the first guy says, "Russia." So I guess they're claiming that the powers that be are deliberately trying to hurt America with these sanctions. The next one is the good old, what is it? It's the sort of the cry troll face meme dude and the and the 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 bearded face guy that you see in all the memes. Crying dude has Ukrainian flags on his cheeks saying, so you don't automatically trust the unproven anecdotes that sound like they're straight out of a Marvel movie? So you must be pro-Putin. And then the uh, sensible guy is saying, I'm pro not trusting people who literally wanted me to die for not wearing a mask six months ago. Which I think... I mean, instead of all I mean, this people is, saying... This is one which really, bo- it's very hard to make sense of. Very, very unless hard to make you, sense of. Uh, it has to be a very particular mindset. All, yeah. You, yeah. You, you, you have to have been following a conversation that we have not been following for that to make any damn sense. And there's so the I mean, last one. Didn't, didn't we want people to wear masks so that they wouldn't die? Well, I, th- I think there, there may have been a bit of sort of schadenfreude of, of the people who refused to wear masks and then other people saying, well, then you're going to die, so, so it serves you right. But I don't think anyone was saying, we, we want you to die for not wearing a mask, just you're increasing your chance of doing that. But... And then the final cartoon actually almost looks like a political cartoon, I have to say. You have a caricature of Joe Biden first saying, shut down the Keystone Pipeline, and then saying, climate change, green energy, fossil fuels are bad, and then saying, no more oil exploration, and then he's standing in front of an angry man paying lots of money for his petrol saying, it's Putin's fault. So, I mean, I can get what they're saying there. And the thing is, that I mean, you say it looks like a real political cartoon. It's because it's by a real political cartoonist, by Ben Garrison. He's not a good political cartoonist. In fact, if you look at Ben Garrison's work, he's a racist. But at the same time, he is a trained political cartoonist who's had a career as a political cartoonist in newspapers, which is why it kind of fits the format better than the meme-based internet art the previous pieces had. Mm. But yeah, no, 
I don't know about you. The only the, the first headline that jumped out to me on Infowars was war with Russia being used to force great reset lockdown of humanity. Learn how before it's too late. With the subheading, the globalists are manipulating the Ukraine-Russia conflict to realise their vision of a new world order, one world government, which I think hits all the bases. They didn't mention Illuminati, but apart from that, I think you got just about every every single conspiracy theory cliche in a single pair of headlines, which is impressive. But then if I suppose. you click through. It's a video. Yes, it's all video. I tried to click on one that was apparently an awesome thing where a TV station was airing a story about some kid getting away from a child molester or something and flashed up a picture of Joe Biden at one point, which apparently was was, was very hilarious if you're of a certain bent, but the link didn't even work to that one, so... See, I I have to... I I didn't spend much time on InfoWars because it just seemed so damn boring. I want I want excitement and, and intrigue, not just the same same crap over and over and over and over. Well, why don't what we do you... then move over to natural news? Because natural news has a story that will shake the very socks off your feet. Mm-hmm. Is this the this one? Is, the... is this the one no. you think? We're... No. Okay. All right, no. all right. All right. Yep. Yep. Okay. Tell me what story right. you saw. Yeah. The economic suicide of the West is now underway. Severe economic sanctions against Russia will end the dollar as the global reserve currency. Yes, I did I did see a lot of talk about economic suicide, about how incredibly bad this is going to be for everyone but Russia, the economic sanctions on Russia or something. So this is basically the argument that because the West, as part of its package of sanctions against Russia is stopping a lot of Russian banks from using SWIFT, the international payment system that banks use to allow you to easily transfer Mm -hmm. money from one region to another. They're saying, actually, this this is not a tactical blunder on Putin's part to be cut off from the West. No, this was Putin's plan the entire time. He was going to force the West to engage in sanctions against Russia, including cutting off Russian banks from the global finance system in order to make sure that there'd be a run on the US dollar, thus causing the US dollar to collapse, thus making America collapse, and thus allowing Putin to become supreme leader of the world or some such outcome. So apparently... This thing which is ruining Russia's economy is actually a sneak attack on the American economy instead. Hmm. Now, we haven't looked at natural news before, and they're not one I'm familiar with. What's, what is their deal? Well, they started off as an alternative medicine site. So they were natural hmm, news. That's what it they're all about like. alternative yeah. mo- modalities, complementary medicine, and the like. And then they started getting into a little bit of the related political commentary. And now, whilst there are a lot of ads and things for supplements, nutritional diets, etc., etc., it is basically just a, a, a site which has a whole bunch of misinformation and disinformation along with anonymous articles touting the the errors and travails of Biden and Obama as US presidents and being ever so slightly fond of a certain Donald Trump. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so the the top stories, as we see before, it's 
Russia, Ukraine, Russia, Ukraine, and a bit down, a bit further down on the headlines, we've got all the COVID stuff, which is what I'd expect from a health-focused conspiracy site. Headlines like illnesses intensified, compounded, and exacerbated by COVID vaccines. Vaccines and scare quotes. Uh, studies confirm spike protein mRNA, mRNA in COVID vaccines alters human DNA within hours after injection. Um, so on and so forth. The only the only story in this one that jumped out at me was just a a science article, which it appears they have there as well. There was I saw the headline: "Baffling new substance discovered deep inside Earth's core," which turns out to be not really as exciting as it sounds. I suppose. Um, just that... for a great clickbait headline, though. Mm, exactly. Basically, that the inner core of the Earth may be filled with a bizarre substance that is neither solid nor liquid. Uh, computer simulations show that Earth's hot and highly pressurized inner core could stay in a super-ionic state, a swirling blend of hydrogen, oxygen, and carbon molecules constantly splashing through a grid-like mesh of iron. And it's just, it's just a bit of science. Just um, here's here's what we think might be going on inside the Earth. Uh, scientists did some interesting studies, including uh, an author by Yu Hei, a geophysicist at the Chinese Academy of Sciences. So there you go. Well done, Yu Hei. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing, not in any way conspiratorial. just seemed like a weird little outlier with an interesting clickbait title. But, yes, um, sure. I should also point out the banner for Natural News is Natural News Defending Health, Life and liberty with an American flag and a little cross beside it. Oh, bless. And then they go, join our fight for human freedom, knowledge and awakening, timely advice, courageous reporting and unfiltered truth. Gotta have that unfiltered, unfiltered truth. Unfiltered truth has a 20% higher chance of giving you lung cancer. Yeah, maybe not then. Um... But yeah, I mean, that, 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 that was all that really stuck out to me at Natural News. Did you have any other stories that piqued your you interest? Know, now I'm looking at the advertising. So optimize your oral health with ozone-infused oil pulling solution. Uh, here's, here's the science behind the power of essential oils and aromatherapy from the Health Ranger store. Uh, yeah, it's uh, nascent iodine. Health Ranger Select Silver Breath Spray. I always like to have my breath to have nice be Good, s- good man, Max Fury Road vibes uh, there. Yeah. Organic Turmeric Gold, which is three words you can put together. Those are three words in the English language, that's true. Mm. But yes, optimize your health with ozone-infused oil pulling solution, potent combination of ozone-infused organic jojoba oil, organic coconut oil, and organic potent. Peppermint oil, three organic oils in one solution, Josh. Uh, Cleanses teeth and gums and freshens breath with that lovely coconut flavor. And non, right, so here we get a nice bit of racism. Non China and lab tested for glyphosate, heavy metals, and microbiology. So they've made sure there's no China in this, Uh, there's no glycosulfate. There's no heavy metals, and there's definitely no microbiology in this ozone-infused oil pulling solutions. That's what I like to see in my in my oil pulling. So, what is it? Oil pulling solution? That's, ma- that's made but, of oil. It's it's an oil of- solution that pulls. Surely, if it's an oil pulling solution made of oil, it must be pulling itself all the time. Aren't we all? But <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, it, it sounded like it was positioning itself as a bit of a, a toothpaste alternative. I'm surprised there wasn't a bit of anti-fluoride stuff in there. And it's, and it's, it's, it's a big sticker on there, ozone-infused. There's no mention yeah. of ozone anywhere else. It's just an ozone-infused oil-pulling solution that will optimise your oral health. Okay, I'm a little bit worried about your slide into capitalism here, obsessing over over product advertising. Should we move along to a different site? Indeed, Should we let's go to go veterans today? To I'm veterans assuming today. we're saving the best for last. Yep, yep, well, yep. So I just, so again, another one. Yeah, I, I suspect we're, we're both thinking of the same story. I'm pretty sure we yeah. are. We must be. We must be. Um, so again, veterans today, not one I'm familiar with, but obviously with the veterans straight away, you've got a military event. So it was unsurprisingly just completely politically uh, slanted. And um, just more of the kind of more of the same, and so so this one very definitely all about Ukraine at the moment, except at the top, um, a very long essay on the 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 Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie, and what it has to say about capitalism, Alan Moore, Alistair Crowley, and Hegel. Hegel. Um, Hegel. Unfortunately, too long for me to bother reading the whole thing. It really is enormous, but it just sort of goes on and on and on and and talks about how good Joker is. Um, why why hasn't American done anything about internet pornography? Uh, because it makes lots of money. We also know that Jewish organizations have fought for unrestricted pornography. So there we go, anti-Semitism, uh, four paragraphs in. Didn't take too long. Pornography was even viewed as a drug more harmful than crack cocaine. Um, so, that, so I'm not quite sure how it even got onto a talk about it's something to do with the, the characters of the Joker's mental instability, something to do with pornography, system, social Darwinism. Uh, this just keeps going. It goes and it goes and it goes and it goes. Uh, and really, I can't be bothered, but it is, it is, it is odd that um, right on the front page, you had this quite detailed essay on how people don't understand Joker, but it proves this person right. Also, I was I was rather taken with one of their Gordon Duff files. The Luciferian deep state roots Freemasonry and terror triad of Israel, Saudi Arabia, and Erdogania, brackets, and Trumpism. Which has... What? Yeah, uh, let me give you my favourite paragraph here. And this gives you a tenor of the story itself. Right, so... Just prepare yourself mentally for what I'm about to tell you right now. Al-Qaeda is a Scottish Rite Freemasonry group set up initially under Gladio, the NATO program dating from the 1970s. Erdogan is a Scottish Rite Freemason, an Islamist representing the Muslim Brotherhood, a Scottish Rite Freemason group set up in the 1920s. Scottish. You're not misreading that in some way? It's not some bizarre misspelling of Scottish. Okay. No, um, is so uh, let me and let me just give you one more bit from the article. I, 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 I have to confess, I was not I was not mentally prepared <laughs> for where that went. But why? Um, all right. So why is Erdogan backing Al Qaeda against Russia and Syria? What is the tie between them? Both oppose Ba'athism, an anti-Masonic movement that took root in Egypt under Nassar, Syria under the Assads, and Iraq under Saddam. And then, this is a bit which is conf- confusing, under Saddam, full stop, Gaddafi question mark. So, I don't know whether 
he forgot to fill out the rest of that paragraph. Oh, I should probably mm. mention Gaddafi with his going, I actually don't know whether Libya was actually, mm. you know, one of these anti-Masonic movements that opposed Ba'ath, Ba'ath, Ba'athism. Maybe Gaddafi was, maybe he was, I don't know. But you just get the sentence fragment, Gaddafi, question mark. It goes on. Gaddafi? It recognized Freemasonry inside Islam, and in particular the Islamic Brotherhood, as financed by Saudi Arabia and Qatar as a form of Zionism. Zionism isn't Jewish, it is an offshoot of Freemasonry that worships the old gods, and one god that they place above all. You see, any nation that opposes Freemason Rothschild's rule with the incumbent central bank and debt slavery gasses its own people and must be cleansed and enslaved by terrorists, as was done in Syria and Iraq, in order to enjoy freedom and democracy. Well, it's a series of those, words those, arranged those in sentences. That is what this article is, a series of words you arranged in sentences. Yeah. yeah. I thought the I, I thought the one he'd done, or the one article which was actually, uh, I think it went to a video, that did seem to completely sum up the tenor of this whole website. Now, obviously, as we've seen in, in the other ones, completely pro-Putin, pro-Russia, anti-Ukraine, and, and sort of parroting the Russian idea that Ukraine is, is full of Nazis, Nazis who elected a Jewish comedian as their president, but so particularly, particularly open-minded Nazis? I don't know. Um, but no, so there's, a, there's an article called Is Calling Them Ucro-Nazis Unfair to Nazis? Dun, dun, dun. And then there's a big thing about how, you know, we think this, obviously they're all Nazis in Ukraine or the people in charge of Ukraine are all Nazis. But, but is calling them Nazis unfair to Nazis? We're going to talk about that in this podcast thing this week now. Better listen to it quickly before we get censored because that's how edgy and and and... And and full of shit we are. Yes, I, mean, yeah. I saw I, that. I, I thought that one got the tone. Yes. and I went. I mean, I could listen to a discussion oh, didn't about two men no, just trying it. to say that actually neo Nazis. It's offensive to refer to neo Nazis as Nazis, or or, or I could just not listen to that because it's posted on Veterans Today. Mm, yeah, I don't see how your life would be enriched in any way by this. The only me. other one I saw on Veterans Today, which I thought was slightly interesting, and by the way, the motto of Veterans Today is serving the clandestine community. Uh, so ever since 2004. And this was, mm. what if everything we've been told is a lie? Which appears to be Jonas E. Alexis posting on March the 2nd of this year, realizing that some people think that 9-11 might have been an inside job and not committed by al-Qaeda because he recently read a book which he's now advertising even though he doesn't know the author. So the entire piece is a, well, this book is really interesting and I just read it. You should buy this book. And I'm going, I mean, it's 2022. People have been raising this question for, well... 15 years or so. I mean, it's mm. it's not news. How have you only come across this in March of this year? Most strange, yes. I don't know. Well, I think, I think we've put it off for long enough. Time for the main event. David Icke's website. Okay, now, uh, now, the, now we need to kind of 
dance around with we've chosen the, the same story here. So is the story we're about to talk about starting off with a image about David Icke having been right about things uh, decades ago? And thus being proven yes, to be right now. That um, pre- that is the episode. I also th- although I thought maybe we could we could lead into it by talking about I want to make sure we're both going to end yes, on the no, same definitely, story. Definitely, definitely, yeah. we must be. We can only be talking about the same story. No, I, th- I was I was interested to see, especially going from Infowars straight to David Icke. That was the second one I looked at. There was a little bit of Ukraine stuff at the top of his website, but it seemed to be more still on uh, still on COVID. And how it's how how the evil forces of the world are using COVID to take us down. And there was there was a bit more Ukraine stuff lower down, especially in the sort of the world section. But um, I don't know is is old David a little bit behind the times in his conspiracizing, or is that just really where he feels his his bread is buttered? Talking I mean, about it has been his focus point the whole anti-vaccine, and it is more genuinely mandate. global. Yeah, than, and I also Ukraine. Everyone is interested in Ukraine, but it. Yeah, it doesn't affect the world in the same way that COVID did. And he can just fold in anything that's going on in global politics into his global conspiracy of alien shape-shifting reptiles being in control of the world. Because, I mean, his entire thesis, basically, is that you can't do anything about the political state we're in without just removing all the shackles and realising that global governance is a complete fiction. So it doesn't really matter for Ike's view what's going on in the Ukraine or who's right and who's wrong. It's all part of a system of control, no matter whether it's Putin in charge or Biden and NATO in charge. It's the same people in charge, just wearing different masks. So I think he can kind of get away with going, well, talk about Ukraine, because it's obviously an issue. But I'm going to really focus on the freedom stuff, which is this mass mandate, vaccine mandate stuff going on in the West, because that's what the people who come to davidike.com want to know more about. And this is also the kind of people who want to know about alien shape-shifting reptiles, and boy, do I have a story for them. Mm. So the, the very first, when I went to his site, at least the very first article was a uh, was one of David's. I don't know what he calls them. His, his little addresses where he videos himself talking about something. The title of it is the What's Ike going dot on? connector. Yes. So the, t- the 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 title of this particular one is What's going on? In a word, with Tico. Yeah, I wasn't now, quite sure what Tico was. No, I I listened. To, I, I started watching this thing. And I got about maybe 15 minutes into it, and it was about 40 minutes long, and he just was not getting to the point, and I couldn't be bothered. I looked at, I googled the word Watiko, which came up with a book which says Watiko is a Native American word for a sort of a mind virus. And there was some other book about guys sort of trying to rid yourself of this sort of a Watiko. And did you did you listen to that at all? No, no, no. I, no. I, I've um, I've heard all I need to hear from from David yeah, no, Icke, having I'm attended two of his talks have. and also interviewed him. I feel that I've I've got my fill of David Icke verbiage for at least the next two to three years. Yeah. So if if a Wetiko is indeed a sort of a mind virus, I think I see where he was going. He he basically 
starts do, doing his usual thing of talking about how he sees patterns everywhere and, and patterns of, of thought and attitude and things like that all around the world and what's going on and keep, kept going on about the evils of, of Trudeau. Trudeau seemed to be a particular obsession of his on account of the, the um, anti-mandatey protest trucker convoy business going on in Canada and so I, I gather I gather the sort of the, the the conventional wisdom and conspiracy world is that Trudeau is, is just the worst kind of fascist leading his leading Canada into a fascist state and only the brave people like these truckers are, are doing anything to oppose him. So he keeps talking about Trudeau and Trudeau, Schwab and Gates. I'm not sure who Schwab is. Klaus another, Schwab of the World Economic Forum. Right, yes, another another economic dude. So keeps talking about Trudeau and keeps talking about the Trudeau-Schwab Gates, occasionally extending that to Trudeau-Schwab Gates, Ardern Morrison, because Jacinda Ardern and Scott Morrison are, are practically peas Oh, yeah, pod. I mean, they, they are so close. You, you see them going out clubbing almost every weekend. And Macron and basically most of the world leaders. And how they, they all, they all, it's all about that they all been sort of educated to... to to not necessarily just bringing these people into a, bringing a mindset and an attitude and so on and so on. So I assume, had I bothered to continue listening, he would have talked about how this this this, this sort of almost psychic phenomenon being broadcast out into the world is this is this kind of mind virus that he'd be saying. But he sort of started saying he was getting to the point of saying, you know, how do you explain the difference between the mindsets of horrifically fascist? Uh, people like the the things that Trudeau does, meaning horrifically fascist stuff, and the and use, to quote David Icke, the peaceful, quiet dignity of the truckers in Canada. What can cause such a difference between their attitudes and Trudeau's? But then he just kept going on and on, kept saying Trudeau Schwab Gates over and over, and I just kind of tuned out and and didn't need to hear where he went from there. Yeah, so that, just a that, little bit, little bit that, rambly. That peaceful, quiet dignity of the protesters down mm. in Wellington, the the protesters mm. that Ben Thomas recently described as uh, attending a kind of festival-like at atmosphere, and that most of the people there were just along for the festival-like atmosphere, and I other people in true. the mist and disinformation space going, yeah, if you're having a festival where some of the images around the festival are anti-Semitic, calling for the death of the Prime Minister, or partying around nooses, then that's not a pleasant festival atmosphere. And in fact, as Lucy Stewart pointed out on Twitter, people used to attend lynchings and hangings by taking picnic baskets along as a lovely family event. So just because there's a festival atmosphere doesn't mean the thing that you're festivalizing isn't actually a bad thing with no quiet dignity whatsoever. Yes, I don't know what particular quote you're looking on, but all the stuff I've seen from Ben has been quite quite strongly about how the police should have gone in and kicked the shit out of all of them right at the start and that there was nothing good about them, but I don't know. It was a opinion piece and stuff, I believe. So the Dominion Post. We, We will be talking about... Uh, what's been going on in Wellington in the bonus episode, but yes, no, this particularly uh, rosy-tinted view of the the um, protesters in Canada, at least, and name-dropping uh, Duna Morris. And actually, I also saw uh, because it, it, and we we mentioned that last time we looked at David Icke's website, he does tend to just mirror or, or straight out copy 
um, articles from lots of other sites. And it's all, it's all reference, you know, it's also, you know, this originally came from blah, blah, blah website, uh, including the one I think we're going to be talking about. But I did notice one which was just came from the Daily Mail, uh, which was basically about how the fact that um, New Zealand's borders are now becoming a lot more open um, and people are not being required to isolate and what have you um, in the way that they have been up until now. And the article itself was fairly bland, and here's what's happening in New Zealand. Uh, but it was accompanied by a picture of Jacinda Ardern with caption with, with written all over the top of it, pure fascist cult-owned evil, which um, doesn't... Doesn't 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 leave much unsaid. I thought. Yeah, you know, you you need to editorialize. You really need to editorialize your photos. Yes. Okay, I have nothing else to say except for the thing that I know we're both going to the thing that both jumped out to both of us when we went to his website. Would you like to take it? Yes. Yeah, so I before I give you and I say I, I I'm not giving you because you know what I'm about to talk about. Give before, you the audience. Yeah, well, yeah. before I give the audience the headline here, I want to point out this was posted on the second of March of this year, and it was posted by Gareth Ike, David Ike's son, with memes and headline comments by David Ike. So the text is Gareth's, but the meme belongs to his dad. And the meme is, I was right about current events decades ago, and I'm right about this, laugh all you like. And it's superimposed over the image of a reptiloid. Because the headline here is, Lizard People Catacombs Discovered Beneath Los Angeles. Now I hope mm-hmm. Brian's listening to this, because he needs to go and visit these catacombs. And actually the article is, is short enough, I'm just going to read it out, and then we can discuss it. I should point out before you start, though, that this is copied from the website Down the Chupacabra Hole. Oh, yes. And it's, it's like, like a rabbit hole yeah, for, for chupacabras. We've been yeah. both down the chupacabra hole before, haven't we, Josh? Eh, eh, nudge, oh, nudge, wink, wink. So many more. times. So many times. Northern Arizona is renowned for its rugged landscape, sprawling canyons, and dense forests. The Hopi Native Americans have called this picturesque region home for millennia. Elder tribe members refer to their distant ancestors as Snake Brothers, a highly intelligent reptilian race. According to oral mythology, these bipedal humanoids constructed massive subterranean bases throughout the southwestern United States, Mexico, and Central America. One such underground city is supposedly located amid a modern-day Californian metropolis. Several decades ago, a researcher claimed he discovered this fabled kingdom. Stranger yet, his astonishing revelation headlined the Los Angeles Times newspaper. An unexpected discovery in the 1930s, mining engineer G. Warren Schufelt invented a device that utilized radio frequencies to detect buried materials. Through electrical signal scans, he could unveil abnormalities deep within the earth, by the summer of 1933, Schufelt began scouring local areas in search of oil deposits and rare minerals. While inspecting downtown LA, his apparatus revealed an unusual structure beneath the public library. Perplexed, he meticulously examined the surrounding land. What he uncovered was an expansive labyrinth of tunnels weaving miles below the surface world. The excavator spent months investigating the sprawling village and created a map detailing its layout. Bizarrely, the territory was constructed in the shape of a lizard. Reptilian... In the shape of a lizard, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. 
And I should point out, so you'll note, I had a point where I said an unexpected discovery in the 1930s. This is obviously a case of bad formatting here. That should be a section title, not part of a sentence, because the next one also doesn't work. Reptilian Legends Revealed, a series of events eventually. So it should be Reptilian Legends Revealed, a series of events yes, eventually I, I actually, led the investigator. I'm... To an I'm reading this on lodge. its original one on down the Chupacabra yeah. hole, and it is actually formatted correctly. They've just done a done the copy Which means and paste, and not Gareth, taking any Gareth, I the didn't even write this article. He cut and paste and failed to cut and paste properly. Mm. Anyway, let me continue. Mm. Uh, during his visit, he was introduced to Chief Little Greenleaf, and the two discuss Hoppy legends. After learning about the ancient race of subterrestrial lizard people, Shufelt shared his peculiar cartographic findings. Both men were convinced his surveying instrument had uncovered the fabled Saurian settlement. The pair decided to obtain permits so excavation could be executed. Upon meeting district representatives, a deal was struck. They would cover all expenses, return the property to its original condition, and give 50% of all unearthed treasures to municipal administrators. With all parties in agreement, the mining project went underway. And that's where the story ends. And... As a story, that sounds really interesting. We have a person using ground surveying techniques who discovers a catacomb in central LA, engages in excavation of the catacomb, and finds that there's a massive tunnel structure beneath the city of Los Angeles, which confirms legends of the local indigenous people. And if that were the case... That sounds like a groundbreaking discovery, even if you don't believe in alien shape-shifting reptiles. But mm. that's not now, really the full story. It's not quite the full story, because if you go to, if you follow the link to the original uh, article on Down the Chupacabra Hole, it does have another another section to the story, which is exploring the lizard people catacombs. Um it continues, an eager Schufeld continued mapping the vast near the world to determine optimal boring locations. A complex maze of ventilated passageways and elaborate rooms existed thousands of metres underneath the bustling urban streets. One particular section piqued the prospector's interest. His transmission tool detected precious metals, so he took numerous X-ray photographs. Once developed, the images revealed 37 massive golden tablets. Each measured 4 feet in length and 14 inches in width. Chief Little Greenleaf believed these mysterious relics contained detailed records about humankind's true origins. Schufelt chose this promising site as a starting point for the historic and highly anticipated expedition. As time progressed, the initial hole reached a depth of 250 feet. Despite major flooding challenges, the determined crew continued drilling. Before long, word of the Lizard People's covert colony reached media outlets. The Los Angeles Times soon picked up the unusual story. Published directly on its front page was the caption, Lizard People's Catacomb City Hunted. Engineer sinks shaft under Fort Moore Hill to find maze of tunnels and priceless treasures of legendary inhabitants. Upon being thrust into the public eye, Schufelt's venture took an unexpected turn. On March 5th, 1934, the project was abruptly halted. County officials cancelled the contract and all shafts were filled in. Nearly one century later, precisely what resides beneath LA remains a mystery. Only time will tell if society will ever learn the truth about these elusive underground sectors. So, Josh, are we talking about shaft? We are talking about shaft. I can dig can, it. Can, can you dig it? Excellent. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. were you going to talk about the source of the story? Well, see, I was going to talk about the 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 actual story, but if you want to talk about the source of the 
story first and then I talk about what really happened. I think that would be a nice tying a neat bow. Well, it's just it links it links multiple times to this Los Angeles Times story. And it has a link to like the archive. This, this appears to be legit. It's the archive site of the LA Times. And on January 29, 1934, the, you can see an article saying Lizard People's Catacomb City Hunted. Uh, interesting, the word people is spelt wrong in the headline. Um, Lizard Peelps Catacomb City Hunted. So it's, it's, a, it's a comically um, obvious spelling mistake. And yet, this this all looks kind of legit. It's 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 the actual LA Times website, and and this is it for that time. Um, it's almost hard to it's very hard to read with the reproduction of it. But busy Los Angeles, although little realizing is in the hustle and bustle of one existence, stands above a lost city of catacombs filled with. In, I can't remember. There's some treasure and something records of. No, it's a bit too hard to read. I mean, yeah, it's it's going about this, and, and it doesn't have the whole thing on the front page. But it appears to be true. But I mean, if if the LA Times in 1934 didn't check for glaring spelling mistakes in its headlines, uh, possibly they may have been somewhat lax in their fact checking also. Well, the 1930s was a very, very, very different time for media mm. reporting because, yes, this was reported in the Los Angeles Times, and I'm also looking at one of the maps that they generated back in 1933 when they were talking about the underground tunnels of the lizard pe people. The map was provided by Schufelt. And, yes, it was reported, but unfortunately it was reported in a rather extravagant hyperbolic way. So what happened was that Schufelt was using a kind of x-ray device for surveying to try to locate mineral deposits underground. His, his ground surveys indicated massive tunnel structures beneath the earth, which he drew a map of, and then engaged in a dig to try and locate these particular tunnel structures, on the proviso that he'd be funded for this dig if there was a share of any rare earth minerals and the like that were found during that particular process. And basically, the dig wasn't very, very successful. He did dig for about 250 feet, and he found no gold or tunnels. So all those reports of treasures and gold tablets they appear in the news story but there's no supporting it supporting evidence that it's nothing other than hyperbole involved by the writer of that story possibly trying to gin up support for Schufelt's excavation beneath the city of LA so there was a survey which was based upon an unproven technology that when it came to actually doing a dig to prove the survey actually worked, found nothing. Oh. Yes, now just having a quick bit of Googling now, I see there are a few other more recent stories in the LA Times referring back to their old story and about the uh, about the wackiness. I, I do see, yeah, I see this, this um, uh, reproduction of the map. doesn't look like a lizard to me. I don't know no, unless, but I'm, I'm also in. trying to work out the. I mean, I'm only I'm only looking at a partial bit of the map here. 
But even the bit of the map I'm looking at here, it would be very difficult to envision the lizardness of it. Mm. Yeah, I, I thought that was an odd detail to, to chuck in there. Like, oh, because of course the lizard people would make tunnels in the shape of a lizard. Because that's what. Well, I mean, that's what human beings make, make things buildings in, the shape, of in the shape of human beings, right? I mean, all human beings are kind of large rectangular beasts that roam the earth, mm. and we build our structures to resemble our large rectang rectangularness. Yeah, yeah, no. no. I'm afraid you're actually wrong there. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I do have a kind of object permanence issue that, you know, I can never remember what a human looks like. Uh, oh, well. So anyway, that, I think, out of all this trawling through websites, was the one genuinely interesting story that I was, I was glad I read and that was probably worth telling to you, the listeners. And yet at the um, same time, I mean... It kind of shows the sloppiness of what's been reported on the David Icke website, which might be surprising to listeners. David Icke's mm. website is sloppy. And not only do you have a bad cut-and-paste job, which is credited to Gareth Icke when all he's done is copy half of a story from another website and also got yeah, rid of some to of the, the formatting, mm. and they haven't even done the most cursory search to verify the story. They go, oh, there's evidence of lizard people from the 1930s. Obviously, that must be true, and nothing has changed in the interim. There's no need to check any details. Okay, so there's quite a lot of need to check when a very cursory search by myself, I was able to find an article by the Los Angeles magazine, which talks about the history of the story and what we actually know happened. Mm. It's almost a shame we found out about it this way. If, if one of us, if one of us had stumbled upon it, it would have made that story itself would have made for a good what the conspiracy. Oh, episode. yeah, no, stands, no, believe we, we, me, believe me. Uh, I, I did think, oh, this would be a. Great, what the conspiracy? What can I do to make Josh forget things? Because you don't drink, and so I can't. I can't just mm. force memory loss via the by vast amounts of alcohol being put into your system. So it's only use my mesmeric glare, which wouldn't work for a podcast. But there is a video Doesn't component really go for, these, no. for these recordings. No. So let me just. Uh, yeah, no, I'm afraid it's blunt force trauma or nothing. It comes to I'm, I'm, I'm in the wrong country for blunt force mm. trauma these days. Mm. Oh, well. So, how long's that been? Uh, kind of a normal length episode, I guess. So my, my opening idea was, was, was less than prophetic, but that's okay. So, any, any final thoughts? I, I certainly don't have any. No, no. I mean, it was, no. it was, it was amusing to see exactly what's mm. going on there. I think the disappointing part, and this is once again a weird thing like saying that David Icke's website is sloppy, is actually just how boring Alex Jones' yeah. website is. so boring. It's just, oh, I don't know why you even bother. So anyway, we'll, we'll get out of that and actually talk about some real stuff in our bonus episode, which we're about to record. We're... Um, if, if you're not in New Zealand, you may or may not have been following the business, the, the, the anti-mandate protests we've had uh, down in the capital city of Wellington, but we'll talk a bit about that. We'll talk a bit about Ukraine, obviously, because that's the only game in town at the moment, it seems. And then you have an interesting story about a little bit of uh, attempted domestic terrorism from the sounds of things. 
Yeah, yeah, just a actual example of conspiracy in the United States, just to remind people that these things happen. Mm. So we'll have a bit of a talk about that. And if you're interested in hearing us do so, um, then you can as long as you're a patron. And if you're not a patron, uh, you can be one. Simple as that. Just go to patreon.com and look for the podcaster's guide to the conspiracy and sign yourself up. And if you don't want to be a patron, well, thank you for being an audience member anyway, because what is a podcast without an audience? It's it's two nothing. people having a it's weekly two, it's chat. It's a conversation, yeah. is what it is. Which which would yeah, actually still a, be fine. It would absolutely I mean, it's, it's be nice. fine. It's nice. Uh, yeah, it's just but, it's also it's also interesting having a, those a waste co- of recording conversations yeah. with the idea there's an audience who go oh 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 I wish I could be on that as well. And if we mm. were better with Discord, i.e., we actually spent any time looking at Discord, it, yeah. and that needs to change this year, the Discord needs to become a much more vibrant place once again, then you could be part of that conversation by being a patron. You could mm. be. You could be. But for now, we'll leave you, patron and non patron alike, at the end of this episode. Um, and I'm just, I, I'm, I'm going to do it. You can't stop me. I'm just going to say goodbye. And to quote the Golden Girls, Thank you for being a friend. The Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy is Josh Anderson and me, Dr. MRX Dentith. You can contact us at podcastconspiracy at gmail.com and please do consider supporting the podcast via our Patreon. And remember, they're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs>